0: Good evening, listeners, and thank you for joining us for another episode of On the Rocks podcast. My name is Dan Cortez um, from the class of 2013. Beyond excited to be uh, on the show tonight with my co-host, Mike Glenn. Uh, We have a very special guest, uh, Rich Zai who's joining us this, this evening. And Mike, I'd I have to say, I was thinking back about uh, the little flurry we've had with podcasts over the last month. I think there's been a little bit of a theme for this season, and that is sports. Um, you know, we've had some time covering some, some, some of our, our basketball coaches just over the last few episodes. And now we have the opportunity to uh, welcome and have on St. Pat's very first uh, lacrosse coach, which Crazy enough, it's about a month ago that an announcement was made that uh, St. Pat's would be having a lacrosse team, which is very exciting. I was actually talking to my wife a little bit about it this evening, and she's like, "I feel like lacrosse has been such a popular sport for such a long time. How has how is St. Pat's just like now getting into it?" And I'm like, "Hey, it's now better than ever, right? And an opportunity to really uh, do something great and build a program from the ground up." So we have Rich Zai here on the call. So Rich, thank you for for joining us this evening. We're really looking forward to spending some time with you.
1: Happy to be here.
2: All right, Coach. So first of all, Coach, congratulations on uh, starting up the St. Pat's program. I know I've talked to Mr. Harrington, our principal, a little bit about it, and it sounds like he couldn't be more excited to have you on board as coach and to start the lacrosse program at St. Pat's. And I guess just to poke a little fun coach, I know when I was in high school and Dan, I I don't know if you can reiterate to this, but I always kind of thought of lacrosse as kind of more of an East Coast sport, you know, like it hadn't really, I feel like at least when we were in high school, come to the Midwest quite yet. And so I felt like there wasn't really much talk of lacrosse, at least that I was aware of too much in, in Illinois circles. But it seems like since we've been in high school, you hear about it more and more. It's on ESPN a lot. And And so it's uh, really exciting. This is finally coming to St. Pat's. So just wanted to start off coach to ask a little bit about your background in lacrosse and how you became a lacrosse coach.
1: Sure. Um, I, my, my background is in, in the sport itself is kind of weird. Um, outside of seeing it on ESPN, you know, Memorial day weekend when they'd have the championship back in the eighties and nineties, I'm a little older than you guys. Um, Quite a bit older, actually. <laughs> back in, back in the late eighties and stuff, and 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 seeing it, it was always like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I knew some, I had some friends that played hockey that were had cousins in Canada. Like, oh yeah, they play that in Canada. Oh, okay. Didn't flash forward to about ten years ago, ten twelve years ago. Um, we were living in. I'm I'm a, a north side guy, by you know, I grew up in Albany Park, and actually I was at yeah, right. <laughs> that's
0: where I grew Marco, up,
1: baby. What? Montrose. Yep.
0: Oh my goodness. Sunnyside no in way. St.
1: Louis. There we go. There we, we go. We were neighbors. We were right? neighbors. Right? Um so you know, we we had lived at we had you know the we had lived in Wisconsin, we were living in Madison, and my son had come out of out of hockey practice and said, Hey, we did this look, you know, and of course, classic Chicago kid, instead of taking just the pole tab off of the flyer, he grabs the whole flyer off the wall. And walks yeah. it over and says, uh, "We did this in gym and it was kind of fun. Can I do it?" And I was like, "Sure, okay." Um, and my wife, my wife jokes that uh, I was sent, I was sent out for Cheetos um, when they were looking for a coach for the third and fourth graders, and that's how I got volunteered. So myself, my son, and eight other young, eight other youngsters, all learned how to throw and catch in a uh, in a in an indoor soccer field in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, on the same day. And then I got my car on the way home and I called my dad and yelled at him for not letting me play. Um we there, lacrosse has been around the Chicago area, more in the North Shore. You get a lot of the guys, a lot of the parents that move west from the East Coast, they brought it with them. So it's been around for a little bit, but I didn't, like I said, I didn't play as a kid, and I really wish I would have. Um, but I start I just I fell in love with the game and it literally started as everybody took a step back and I stood still, so I got volunteered as a coach. Reached out to a handful of college coaches, um, most notably Mark Van Arsdale at Maryland and Coach Joe Alberici at, um, at West Point, uh, the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, um, who were two big coaching influences of mine. And Dom Starch is another one. He was in Virginia at the time. Um, and I got little pieces from both of them. I, you know, I'm just a dad in Wisconsin Throw a hail Mary email out to three coaches. I heard arm. I'd heard of army. Okay. They've got a team. I've heard of Maryland cause they were on ESPN. All right, cool. And Virginia was always playing Maryland every time I turned it on for, you know, the first year or two. So I was like, all right, these three coaches probably know a little something and just throw this hail Mary email out. Um, the email I got back from coach Albarisi was all about culture and and building how you build men, you know, younger. And, and obviously he's talking about college, but a lot of the principles were very developmental and, and, and were um, applicable to coaching kids, um, in ge- you know, boys in general. Um, and then Coach Van harsdale sent like 75 pages of drills and offensive sets and defensive sets and clears and rides and all this stuff that at the time looked like hieroglyphics to me. But a lot of it I still use today. I still go back to that same. It's in a, it's in a green in, my, in, my, in my, my closet in there. It's, I've got a big green notebook that's got all of that stuff. You know, It's a big green binder that I go back to now and again. Um, and a lot of stuff I got from, from uh, Coach Starge had more to do with how to build the culture of a program. Um, which is one of the things that I I look forward to bringing here to St. Pat's because previous to Pat's and I'll, 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 I'll beat you to your next question. Um, The last three years, I was at Notre Dame as a JV assistant. Yeah, I know. East, ESCC, ESCC rivals boo. but for about 12 years before that, I was at Taft. Also Austin, Austin Avenue rivals. So, (laughs) um, and, and actually this isn't my first, this wasn't my first, um, my first uh, conversation with St. Pat's actually the uh, previous administration's athletic director. I had about a four hour conversation with, I don't know, probably six, seven years ago, maybe a little more, a little less than that. I don't quite remember. I had a really, what I thought was a really productive conversation with him and then heard nothing. So I was like, all right, fine. Um, And then just recently as uh, Andy Noteman, the head coach at, at Notre Dame left Notre Dame I applied for and interviewed for the job, for the head coaching job at ND, and decided in the end that, that I wanted to start something from scratch and reached out, you know, in a, lot of, in a lot of ways that would have been me just sort of extending what Andy did for the previous decade. It wasn't really, it wouldn't have really have been my program, if that makes any sense. But then I reached out to, to Mr. Reardon and said, hey, here, here's what I, am. I'm a former assistant at ND and Taft and here's my resume and and here's a handful of references. And I think Matt called me 45 minutes or so after I sent the email. I mean, it was really quick. He was, it was like bang, bang, let's go. You know, to you know, your timing couldn't be better, kind of things, you know. And and so here I am, and I'm looking to, you know, build something, and it's and it's starting off. And it it's overwhelming, exciting, and completely I, you know, checking my sanity on a daily basis, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: No, that's fantastic,
2: Coach. I think we had about probably a year ago, we had Coach Luke Mertens, who's the football coach at St. Pat's on. And when he got his first high school coaching job, it was at Lakes. And it was the first year that Lakes had started a football program. So he kind of built that program from the ground up before um, eventually returning to to St. Pat's. So we kind of talked a a little bit about building up a program to – so Luke, who was on our podcast previously, but what would you say are some of the challenges of of building a program from the ground up, and how has how have things been going so far at St. Pat's?
1: Really interesting. um It's there's a lot. Of, well, there's a lot of excitement because it's something new. So so there's there's a lot of guys who are like, oh cool, oh cool, oh cool. But there's also you know parents are the same way. I was at. Uh, talking to some of the parents and some of the other coaches at at open house was very much oh wow this is really neat it's like okay but i need your son to come check this out (laughs) so so it's been you know so so we had we had a first meeting and it's been pretty exciting you know it's been one of the big issues though is is it's a new thing so you either have one side you either have the side of the everybody who's there and they're so psyched to go and they're ready to go. And, and I get, you know, a hundred emails about, what do I need to get? What do we need to buy gear? Blah, 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 But at the other side of the coin, it's a lot of kind of, all right, let's see if this actually is going to stick around a little bit first. You know, I am interested, but uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens first. So it's a little bit of, both it's a little bit of both and it's kind of, and it, it's what I expected. You know, it's, it's a new thing. It's, it's a, um, lacrosse has been, has been building at about a 35% rate year over year in the Midwest for the last 10 years or so. So we're, we're coming into what will probably be a little bit of a, um, of a bit of a plateau as far as, you know, new players and everybody, you know, it's, it's becoming 10 years ago when I, when I really started when I got to Chicago, it was what soccer was when I was a kid. It's the new thing and everybody plays soccer. Well, Lacrosse was like, it's the new thing. Everybody's playing lacrosse. And now it's kind of flattened out a little bit as, you know, as it built. And and sports do that. That's that's the nature. That's the nature of of the of the thing. But um, but yeah, right now it's just kind of trying to get a foothold and get some momentum. We've got about, I got about 35 guys or so that are in my in my group me, my group me text chat that are guys that have said that they're interested. A couple of them have played a little bit. Mr. Harrington's son um, played at, at Lions Township. But, you know, so there's a little bit of – so we've got a, a couple of, you know, kind of a couple of kernel, you know, seeds to plant, as it were. But, yeah, just trying to get guys to come out and actually and actually say it. Now, the upside of, of having so many guys that have never played before is nobody's got any bad habits, um, and, and which is great. Which is great as a coach because I can give them all of my bad habits then. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know i uh i joke there, there's a there's a uh, an old coaching joke with the uh within the lacrosse community that the absolute best coaching job in the world is the head girls lacrosse coach at an orphanage because absolutely nobody has any idea what they're doing and there's no parents to complain not that i've had any parents that have complained <laughs> here to be fair i've been i've had nothing but support by that from them um and and the moms club has been has been fantastic as far as you know, talk, you know, reaching out and saying, Hey, what, you know, we want to do, we want to do this stuff and what can we do and how can we help? And, and it's been fantastic that from, from the parents, I got to say the parents at St. Pat's are absolutely fantastic. And I've had some really great conversations and DMS with them on, you know, we don't know anything at all, but you know, what do we have to get? And what, you know, kind of asking for what, what to expect. And, and I appreciate that as, as both a coach and a dad, you know, I got, I got lucky in that I learned how to do this with my son, who's, who was part of my staff as well, which is, which is great. We all, we both kind of grew up into it. And, and I was always looking at things when I was at Taft and, and, and building up the infrastructure and the culture and that, t- and over there, everything was based on if I was a parent, how would I want this to look? If I wasn't the coach, if I was just going to write a check and say, kid, go play, how would I want this to look and what, you know, and price points and things like that. So it's what I try to bring. it's what I try to bring to the table. Anyway, I don't know how successful I'm going to be, but I do my best.
0: Yeah. So I want to pick a couple of things from what you just shared sure. with us, uh, coach. So I think, I think first things first, um, It's great to just hear how connected you are already. I mean, the season doesn't start until 2024, spring of 2024, but the fact that you're working to establish that trust and that rapport with those individuals that are interested, you're leveraging the resources around you right at the school, right? Like the Moms Club or Booster Club. I mean, I think that just kind of speaks to, hey, like you're getting ingrained with that culture. And to any of our listeners out there, right, um, who may not be attending Pats right now, who may be in you know, seventh or, or eighth grade or looking at transfer schools. And this is a sport that they played, you know, something for them to keep in mind, right? Like someone who's involved in, in, in the program and, and really wants to build something good. And the thing that comes to mind with what you're saying as well about like, it's almost like a blank canvas, right? You're, you're building a culture. And I always, and I relate this to work, you have an opportunity to create something. And as a, as an individual participating or player participating, you have an opportunity to leave your mark behind or, or build some history there as being like the first lacrosse player for the oldest and finest all male Catholic high school in Chicago. Um, that's, that's great. That's significant. Right. And Potential playing time too, right? If you show up and you put the time and you put the work and the effort, I mean, you know, to be blunt, like a lot of the other schools that may have programs that are a little bit more established, right, or larger schools, it could be hard to play lacrosse, like, right off the bat and get some maybe quality playing time, but.
1: It is isn't, and it isn't. It isn't. Um, and, and that's kind of that you <laughs> you kind of touched on one of, my, on one of my recruiting points, especially when I talk to guys that are, that are, uh, that are, are playing other sports. Um I have our, our bench runs about 25 guys deep. You know, we we have 10 guys on the field at, at any given time. Um but we cycle them a lot. We we're we're constantly cycling guys through because you know, I, people who don't know the game for for anybody listening who's who's not familiar with lacrosse at this point, it's the best portion. it's the best pieces of football, hockey, soccer and basketball. So, um where we we stole our offense and defense and adapted it for basketball where the same kind of physicality and speed as um as hockey we've got the physicality of football and um and the field spacing that soccer gives you so so it's you know for for the parent for it's nice to recruit I tell parents this I said it's a contact sport so it's more like basketball where they're like well they wear helmets i said yes and and on occasion somebody gets hit i said but the guys running 15 yards to hit you you've got plenty of time to see it and get out of the way and that's always a oh i didn't think of that cuz what cuz they you know esp you know over the last several years it's actually been been better because there's a lot of there's a lot less of the big exploding you know the blow up hits um but that's but but that's the the thing about you know my bench if if you get lost on my bench it's because you're hiding at the end of it, not because I don't want to play you because we're, you know, I should, I, I run mid, I run my midfielders. They get one shift on offense, one shift on defense, and I swap all three at once. So I'm cycling three guys at a time, you know, so when you've got, you know, 15 guys on the bench, if you're missing a shift, it's because you're not and you're not cycling like you should. So, so that's one of those, that's one of the things that, again, it's a recruiting point for, for guys You know, you're not standing and, you know, you're not standing out on the field waiting for something to happen. If you're waiting for something to happen, you're doing something wrong because you're not moving. You're not you're not moving off the ball or moving, you know, trick, you know, clearing your defender out to give to give a Dodger a a lane or what have you. Um, And and again, if you're if you're missing playing time on my bench, it's because you're hiding at the end of it. I have the one of the goalies at Notre Dame is still mad at me because he had a shutout going and I pulled him with three minutes left so I could cycle the third and fourth string goalies in. And he's like, but coach, I'm like, no, no, they need time. Just like you do, but just relax.
0: <laughs> I think he's still
1: mad at me from two years ago for that. But,
0: hey listeners, you heard it here from, from Rich. If, uh, if you, you come to Pat's and or you're, you're a listener and you're gonna, you're thinking about playing, you better be committed play. to playing. Don't hide on the bench. You're going to be in there.
1: <laughs> we, 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 don't ha- we don't have end guards and tackles, which is <laughs> an, old, an old football joke about sitting at the end of the bench and guarding the water cooler and, <laughs> and tackling anyone who gets near it. They used to say that when I played back a million years ago.
0: <laughs> That's too funny. Um, Coach, you were telling us a little bit about your coaching staff. Sounds like your son's going to be a part of the team. Yeah. What else can you tell us a little bit about the, the staff that you're putting together so put together so far?
1: So my son Jordan Cece, um, he was been a goalie since third grade, and and he's a and he's a and he. Unfortunately, I have to admit, and and when he hears this, he's going to look at me and 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 point a particular digit at me about it. Um, I fell into an old trope of hey, the big slow kid should be in goal because he only has to move six feet. Right? <laughs> well, unfortunately, that was my that was my son, and I and I made that mistake, and 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 have and have yet to live it down a little bit with him. But uh, but yeah, he's hand he's our goalie coach, um, as well as uh, he handled he handles our what, what we in our lacrosse special teams. So face offs, um, goalies, and um, the ride in the clear. So a ride is essentially when we're on offense and, and we don't, and, and their goalie accidentally makes a save, or we we inadvertently throw the ball out of, out of, out of bounds and the other teams clearing their end, like in a, in a hockey parlance, it'd be a breakout. So it's defending that so we can get the ball back and go on offense and the clear. So based on what we, on what we have, Jordan's going to be handling that. Um, my offensive coordinator is Eddie Robbins, who was at Taft high school as a junior when I got there and that at the end of that junior season, he, Eddie came to me and said, Hey coach, if you're doing anything over the summer and you need, you know, somebody to help coach, I really, I'm really interested in being a coach. So like, sort of like I call him, the, I call him my bad penny and every time I turn around, there he is. And it seems like right as, you know, if I need, if I need an extra somebody to help out and I need an extra coach on the staff, Eddie seemed to be sending, he seemed to send me an email just at the right time when I was looking for somebody who was kind of, Kind of, kind of weird that way, but uh, but Eddie's my, my Eddie's my OC. Um, he was three to, uh, three year captain at Taft. Um, he currently is the still holds the I think he's number three all time and all time scoring leader at at uh, at Taft and fourth in total ground balls for the for his career. Um, Jordan still Jordan by the way still owns the Taft uh, save percentage, all time saves, and I think clearing percentage records. Um, and at least one of those will never be broken because his, his, his save percentage was at something like 94% overall, which considering that he was saving the ball the way he was, I'm sort of surprised we didn't win more over the, over the the years, but you know, we, we had a lot, we had a a lot of resource constraints and I'm, I'm, I'm a defensive guy, so I'm going to be running our defense, so. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an interesting job. And I, you know, and if any of the other, you know, any of the fall coaches are, are looking for for an extra, an extra coaching spot, I can always use an extra guy. Um, we have a couple of specific things that uh, as we, as we progress, as we build the program and progress, there are things that we're, you know, I'm always looking for good, you know, I, I've said this for years. I can teach lacrosse to anybody. I can't teach somebody how to coach. If I can teach lacrosse to, I can teach lacrosse to monkeys. It's the it, it's the game itself isn't that difficult. Um it's the it's always the ins and outs of it that get a little, you know, that we that we get the coaches like myself have a bad habit of thinking or <laughs> are much more intricate than they really are. You know, we always we always want to be the smartest guy in the room, whether we are or not.
2: <laughs> That's great, coach. Listening to this, I'm already excited to get out to a couple of games and, and watch you guys play. It'll be a lot of fun. And I know when I uh, first met you at the open house coach, you talked about uh, that you were putting together a schedule. And I believe if I recall correctly, there's about 10, 12 games on the schedule. And uh, you'd talked to some other people and they were impressed that for a first year program that you guys have had built such a robust schedule and had the opportunity to, to play a lot of teams. So do you want to just kind of give us a breakdown of what year one is going to look like and what maybe some, and this might be kind of a broad question and hard to answer, but maybe some goals for year one and general goals for the program.
1: Sure. Um, yeah. we we'll are looking. we where, well, we're in the, the same, um, was it East suburban Catholic conference with, with Marist and, and Bennett and Viator and, and, and Notre Dame. So um, we have currently um, we have, as of today, actually, we just signed the contract earlier today with the LaSalle. Um, we have a 14 game schedule. Which for a first year program is usually about six games more than most than most teams get. Typically, what typically a program as a varsity to JV you schedule both teams at the same day because it's just one bus everybody goes out. It's just easier to deal with. But I reached, you know, I've been coaching around enough that I reached out to all the, you know, to to as many teams as I could get my hands on you know, hey, here we are, we're a JV, we're starting as a JV program, which is kind, which I think is the right way to go. And I think in the near term, we're probably going to be JV this year and next year. And that's that's primarily because of that, because we're we're still building. So we still have, you know, we we still have to build numbers. Well, while the numbers look strong, there's always, you always get 50 guys that say, yes, I'm interested. And then when the rubber meets the road, you get 13 or, you know, 15 18 kind of kind of that that the numbers kind of always level out like that so we're going to need to build you know still build some numbers but uh we've got four conference games so so our, our schedule is actually really balanced i think you know we open against conant um we play La Salle, st lawrence uh, we've got conference games with marist carmel but uh, it, it's a pretty balanced schedule their teams you know i'm I, the The unfortunate truth is, we're brand new, so everyone's going to look at us like, "Oh, look, this will be an easy win." But I, I'm my goal is to, uh, you know, what we may not, you know, first year program. I'd say of the of the 20 guys that have been at the last couple of of open gym sessions, 17 of them have never picked up a stick before last week when we had our first open gym session. So you know, I, I'm expecting us to go out there our first couple of games. And if we, you know, pick, you know, we score in our first game, I will be, I will make sure that Mr. Reardon puts that ball in the, you know, that first goal, that ball goes in the trophy case. Cause that's, that's important to me. That That's the kind of symbolism that's important to me. I would be, to be honest with you, I, I, I hope we're going to pick up a couple of wins this year. I, I would be you know, I, I'd love to say that we're going to go 10 and four, but I, I, I figure it's going to be more like the bears when we'll be four and 10. I, I, I've been, I've been, I've been living that, I've been living that life for a long, long time. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking, you know, I, I, I'm looking to, to, to be competitive. What competitive looks like for us right now. I'm not really sure, but like you said, it's, we're building from scratch. So there's, there's a lot of new, there's a lot of guys, you know, I, I hope I hope the first time in practice, when whoever our freshman goalie sees sees a uh, you know sees that ball come at it come at him at 70 miles an hour in anger, he doesn't drop he doesn't put his stick and his helmet down and say I'm done I'm out of here, you know that to me is and I and that has happened I thoroughly you know unfortunately um, we had a kid at Taft that that decided he wanted to play goalie and the first shot that was taken at him that was that was more than just me tossing it at him. He took his gear off and quit and and, and left. He was done. Uh, you know, I I'm I firmly believe that that's not going to happen here, but one never knows. Yeah, like I said, a, a four wins I think would be fantastic because, again, we're a first-year program. We're playing teams like Nazareth, who's had a team for, I don't know, the, the 15 years I've been around lacrosse in the Chicago area. They've had a program of some form or fashion. You know, Fenwick's on our schedule. Marist is on our schedule. We we open at Conit and we close our season at, at Marist. Um, and being that we're that we're a brand new team, we haven't all 14 games are road games this year. So we're we're road warriors this year because we haven't. Um, Mr. Reardon and I are working on trying to secure a field for us for our, our home games. Um, unfortunately, as much as I love that we have a field right out behind the building it's not quite, it, 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 the, the official, we had an official come out and was like, yeah, it's big enough, but mm. you know, um, Northside prep had a team for a long time and they had a similar situation where they had a field behind that, behind the school. But when you lay out a lacrosse field, like the sideline was up against the fence that kept everything out of the river. And you had about, about the width of a dinner table between the sideline and the fence so it was kind of, you know, like all right, you know, we, we could do it, but I I think we're, you know, we're, we're looking at a couple of different facilities that uh, you know, that ultimately will be our home games, but you know, it, it's it, it's going to be good. Um I, we're going to be com- we're going to be competitive, we're going to grind. I I don't know how I don't know how many wins that's going to turn into. Um it may not turn into any. I you know, it's first first year is first year is kind of you know it's kind of you kind of get a little bit of grace on that where it's like oh hey you're brand new nobody expects you to win anything so every every victory is going to be awesome and and the fact that we're that we're getting that we're out there and playing is 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 to me half the victory is being able to 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 share this great game with these guys and and get out and play
0: that's awesome rich super awesome stuff and I think we can all agree, super excited to see this program stand up spring of 2024 and For all of our listeners out there, stay tuned, stay plugged in. I'm sure we'll have you back on, Rich, as the season kicks off. And we'll want to hear about all the ins and outs and how everything's going. And, you know, Rich, really just want to also take an opportunity to thank you for jumping on. Um, You're welcome anytime. And appreciate you not only walking us through this journey that you're starting um, and this great opportunity that you have to build something from the ground up, but to make some history here, right. And oh, yeah. leave your mark, um, in in a, in a, in a very significant school in the Chicagoland area. Uh, Mike, if there's anything that you'd like to close out with, definitely
2: feel free to do so as well. Well, coach, I just wanted to say, thank you. I couldn't be more excited that this is getting started at St. Pat's and I'm super pumped to come out and watch you guys play this year. So I really appreciate your time and thank you for coming on with us.
1: Happy, happy to be here, man. Happy to jump in anytime. And, uh, Just, just as a side note, um, our Spiritware store is is uh, is open the 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 first one for the fall. So I'll definitely make sure that uh, um, I make sure that I'll I'll fire the links off to you guys. I I posted it on. I'm not the most social media savvy guy in the world, which is kind of embarrassing being in IT for twenty years. I should know how they work better than I do. So, (laughs) but I'll, I'll fire off the link to you guys and make sure that you got it. We can, you know. Uh, Every little bit helps, man, to get, to get the, you know, people see, people see some, you know, St. Pat's lacrosse floating around. Eventually they're going to be like, Hey, that's a thing, right? You bet it is.